0: Welcome to the Orthodontics in Summary podcast, where Farouk brings you the key points and understanding of orthodontic webinars, conferences, and papers in a concise podcast with your host, Farouk Ahmed. Welcome to this episode of Orthodontics in Summary. Today's podcast is looking at Botox and its role in managing deep bites and patients with bruxism. This was a really interesting lecture that caught my eye in the AAO by Nan Hatch this year. Just to recap, the podcast is an opinion piece of myself and the orthodontics and summary team. I may not be 100% representative of the original lecture, though we'll try best to ensure that it is. So, masenteric hypertrophy. This is where, really, the problem starts, otherwise known in layman's terms as square jaw. Now, Nan mentioned this in itself is not a problem, but when it combines itself with parafunctional habits, such as bruxism, that's where these two combine to cause pathology. It can take place in both changes in function, breakages to both prostodontic restorations, but also orthodontic appliances, but also orofacial pain, TMD, and mobility of the dentition due to this combination. Now, Nan spoke about her interest in this topic was derived from a single patient, was treated with orthodontic and orthognathic surgery as well as prostodontic rehabilitation. This patient had an ideal occlusion at the end of treatment. Yet, they persisted with pain from their TMD, they also had mobility of their dentition and multiple breakages to both orthodontic and the prosthodontic replacements. Botox was the solution. So give a bit of background about Botox. Well, essentially, it's a neurotoxin which goes into the muscle and it causes a temporary partial paralysis through chemical denervation. It blocks acetylcholine from being released. So through this mechanism, Botox works as a neuromuscular transmission inhibitor, which is a temporary and reversible process. Interestingly, also the pain processes and pathways are blocked by the use of Botox. Now, how is it delivered? Well, there's two methods. There's an extraoral method and an intra-oral method. Extra can be identified through facial landmarks, intraoral is more challenging, and surgeons tend to gravitate toward using an MRI scan to guide them or EMG-guided injections. So, what are the effects? Well, there's an anticipated facial change, the size of the masenteric muscle physically reduces as a result of the use of Botox. And greater facial contouring can be achieved through greater quantity of dosage of Botox. That was Wu's review from 2023. Well, the facial changes last 180 days, but there are more complications with a greater dosage which is delivered. Now, what can change take place when it comes to looking at the masseter itself? Well, when it comes to the symptomatic side of things, patients who are having 35 units of Botox into their masseter reported an over 90% reduction in TMD symptoms, including headaches as well. And that lasted for up to 25 months. So we're seeing a difference between facial changes and actual symptomatic changes that take place for patients. What about the force? What about the deep bite and the heavy forces and breakages and mobility that take place? Well, Arne showed in a review in 2007. By giving Botox, we can reduce the actual biting forces down from 51 kilograms on average patients with masenteric hypertrophy down to 30 to 36 kilograms and that can last for up to eight weeks so a less duration than facial changes and less than symptomatic relief. How much change can take place? Well it's between a 29 to 41 percent reduction so on average around about a third of reduction of those forces. Unfortunately after eight weeks It starts to increase again in its force and restores itself to close to initial parameters, something which is no longer statistically different. What are the adverse changes that can take place? Well, it can result in too much of a hypotrophic effect. We can have chewing weakness which occurs, sunken cheeks, the uh, the opposite of having excess tissues. Headaches and sagging skin is a common eventuality which occurs with excessive usage of Botox. It can be distant spreading of it into adjacent muscle structures, especially if delivery is not done in an accurate process. And also the reality is is that it is a temporary process and requires follow-up injections to make the process continue in its effects, depending whether it's facial changes, looking at having symptomatic relief, or indeed reducing the muscular forces. So Nan suggested exploring this with patients who have mass enteric hypertrophy, and parafunctional habits. And if you are experiencing multiple breakages during treatment, it is an option to explore with a multidisciplinary approach to manage these patients. Again, we've got to put them into one of those three categories and they may result in a greater frequency of them having Botox injections, but they offer a viable solution to reduce the biting forces and also contribute to facial contouring. That brings us to the end of this episode of orthodontics in summary. A quick update for me, I'm looking forward to going to the benefit meeting happening in a week and a half's time over in Dosseldorf with Benedict Wilms. It's going to be an exciting meeting, I look forward to reporting to you guys how it's gone. Please do subscribe and look forward to the next episode.